Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Susan Collins is a yes vote, which means Katanji Brown Jackson is going to make it onto the Supreme Court. There's more happening out there than slaps in Russia, people. Although I I should share exactly the level of lies and deceit coming from Russia. Because what they told us is that, oh, they were pulling out. Oh, they were going to change course. Oh, they were going to reduce forces. The shelling of Kiev continues. The attacks continue. No one should believe the Russians for a second. What an absolute horrific mistake it is to think that you can trust these people. They cannot at all and in any way be trusted. You would have to be a fool to do so. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I feel the same way regarding Susan Collins' yes vote on Katanji Brown-Jackson. I listened. I paid attention in those hearings. You wouldn't be led to believe that she is of the same thought process, philosophy, on textualism, sometimes referred to as originalism. The idea that the Constitution says what it says and doesn't say what it doesn't say. This, the the, the argument that Antonin Scalia made so clearly and so perfectly with such clarity that it's it can't be denied. It is indeed the winning argument. The Constitution says what it says and doesn't say what it doesn't say. These are the facts as presented. It says what it says, doesn't say what it doesn't say, which means you cannot read into the Constitution what it is you want. The Constitution is telling you what it is, how it works. It's telling you what is what. And if I were to listen to Katanji Brown-Jackson, just her words, I'd be like, all right, I I, I, I guess... Uh, I guess she believes this. But now I gotta ask myself, do I believe that she believes it? Or is this what you say just to get confirmed? Then I go into the other things uh, that she said just to get confirmed. And I said, I'm not buying. I'm not there. I'm not down. So many times you say to me, well, I might come in front of the court, so I can't answer that. I'm not sure I'd answer that. Oh, by the way, I don't know what a woman is. (gasps) Okay. Well, now we've got a thing, don't we? Now we got a problem, don't we? Now we've got an issue, something that we have to address. That that in and of itself is disqualifying. But even if you were to argue that her saying I'm not a biologist is somehow an acceptable answer, uh, the narrator is speaking, but it wasn't an acceptable answer, Tony. No one ever thought it was an acceptable answer. Not you, not me, the narrator, nor anybody else of a logical mind who isn't baked off their ass. No, 
it wasn't a logical answer. It was a dodge, preventing her from saying that women are women and men are men and getting a whole group of loud people upset who want us to believe that somehow reality isn't real. I mean, that's what happened. She didn't want to upset the leftists. She didn't want to upset the progressives. So I don't know. I'm not a biologist is a pathetic answer that doesn't pass the smell test. I don't know why you would believe the rest of her being a textualist. But the question for Susan Collins, the senator from Maine, is what happens when she isn't a textualist? What happens when she simply starts adjudicating based on her whims? What happened to that moment? How is it going to work for you? What are you then going to do? Are you going to then call for her impeachment? Because if you're not going to call for the impeachment, well then, this is a bigger problem. Senator Lindsey Graham, he's letting you know he is not there for it. Uh, This morning, uh, I'm going to announce my decision on Judge Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court. I will oppose her and I will vote no. My decision is based on upon her record of judicial activism, flawed sentencing methodology regarding child pornography cases, and a belief Judge Jackson will not be deterred by the plain meaning of the law when it comes to liberal causes. I find Judge Jackson's to be a person of exceptionally good character, respected by her peers, and someone who has worked hard to achieve her current position. However, her record is overwhelming in its lack of a steady judicial philosophy and a tendency to achieve outcomes in spite of what the law requires or common sense would dictate. After a thorough review of Judge Jackson's record and information gained at the hearing from an evasive witness, I now know why Judge Jackson was the favorite of the radical left, and I will vote no. Now, I think that he has got it together. I think Lindsey Graham understands the situation. And there is something to be said for how she was chosen because there was a judge out of South Carolina, Michelle Childs, who uh, I think the the argument goes, you may not like her policies. You may not like her, you know, the way she she rules, but um, you may not like her politics, but you'll like the way that she rules because it'll be far more sound. I believe that's the argument. But she was not picked because she wasn't left enough. Left enough. Remember, that's the key. That's the goal. That's the everything. Did you see this whole thing from from, uh, uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez? It was The View talking about this. This This was a nice look inside the battle. The view was like, oh, man, AOC is going to get us destroyed. What do you mean she's going to get you destroyed? The argument that they're making is that Representative Ocasio-Cortez is dragging the party further and further left. And this can't win. And Tara Setmayer, who is a political pundit, said the Democrats should not go further to the left considering the U.S. is a moderate country, not left of center. Wells, clearly, she doesn't understand what's going on in schools, nor does she understand Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez is beyond left, and that's how she keeps 
her cred. That's how she gets it. If she should move to the center, she loses credibility. Credibility is power. She's not She's not going to do that. So they're now getting upset with her for moving left of center while she's out there engaged in interviews saying the problem is, is that Joe Biden isn't moving left enough. When we heard her have that whole conversation about student loan debt, I mean, that was remarkably telling. It is Biden's power and ability to cancel student debt and nobody else's. Well, with with his falling um, uh, approval numbers, one would think that they might be open to trying something other than, you know, sort of cruising down a path to a very tough reelection. Do you get any sense of whether or not they're open to that? I think the fact that the Biden administration has not been squarely shutting down a lot of these executive orders does convey an openness, but I do think that time for the administration is running out. Mm. And You've got all these people who backed you up, and what are you doing for them? Nothing. you got to cancel their student loan debt for them to vote for you. After all, what do you think they voted you for? Your charm? Your foreign policy experience? No, they voted for you, Joey, so they could get something. It was a quid pro quo for only a certain segment of the population, and the pro quo is dollars, bitch. What do you think they want? A better America where if they work hard, they'll achieve? Hell no. They want cash in pocket or really not have cash taken out of pocket. They got a degree at $50,000 a year in some nonsense uh, kind of study, and now they don't want to have to pay for it. That's your job, Joe. That's why you got the votes. That's what they paid for, or that's what you're paying for. You're paying for their vote. With them not having the student loan debt, you better owe up to it. Otherwise, you're not going to win any elections. That's the argument she's making. That's the type of radical that she is. But she is not alone. She is not alone. Bernie Sanders, everybody's favorite commie, man, he's just calling Americans oligarchs now. Anyone who thinks we do not have an oligarchy right here in America is sorely mistaken. Today in America, multi-billionaires like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson are off taking joyrides on their rocket ships to outer space. They're buying $500 million super yachts. And we talk about the yachts that, that Putin's friends have. Well, guess what? They have them too here in this country. Congratulations to them. Someone has to buy that super yacht. I mean, I'm sorry, build that super yacht. It takes money to ha- to hire those people. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. The hatred. The hatred of the people who take their own money and buy things with it that build the economy and their absolute love of government spending money on degrees that provide no value whatsoever as payoffs for votes. My, is it, could it be spelled out any clearer than that? Tony, why are you not a Democrat? I don't know what I just talked about or, of course, Bernie talking about climate change. Um, Madam Director, the scientific community is fairly clear. You know, we get distracted, distracted by the terrible war, Putin's war. Ah, I lost the audio. We're going to reach a point of no return, don't you know, if we don't address climate change.
This is this is his his, his focus. You ask me why I'm not a progressive. That's why. First, Bernie Sanders is a commie and a dope. He doesn't have the intellectual capacity to run a nation nor a mitten store. And every time he's talking about how, uh, what was it, his conversation of justice and fairness, he doesn't believe in any of that. Nothing he talks about can bring justice or fairness. It's just the talk to get the vote from gullible folk, which is what I think happened in the hearing of Katanji Brown Jackson. I was, I admit to you, I was expecting more because I was expecting more conversation about cases and theory. There was a lot of obfuscation. As Senator Graham put it, I think he is correct in this. She was evasive. Although it has become the thing now that I can't talk about that, that could come up in front of the court. I can't share with you now what I would do without having all the facts, right? This seems to be the, the standard conversation of a nominee. But you won't answer what a woman is? That's something that we should note. That's something that's evasive. That's something that we got to say, sorry, there's just, this, this just can't work. But I don't hate the woman. I disagree with the woman. Bernie Sanders hates you. Hates people who create and thrive. Playing on rocket ships and buying super yachts. So the hell what? Rocket ships employ hundreds of not thousands of people and super yachts employ hundreds of not thousands of people. Artisans who get to practice their craft. If you work for Bernie Sanders, what do you get to do? Hold his soup? Make sure he takes his pills on time? I don't know which one gives you more of a sense of purpose in this world. Man, that's a lot of hate. Meanwhile, I said I would talk about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, the lies that they tell and update after the break. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. the Justice Department's investigation into the tax affairs of President Biden's son, Hunter, is intensifying. Sources telling ABC News that in recent weeks, a grand jury in Wilmington has heard from a parade of witnesses about payments Hunter Biden received while on the board of the Ukrainian gas company, Burisma, and also about how he paid his taxes in recent years. Biden served on the Burisma board when his father was vice president, something he's admitted was a mistake. Did I make a mistake? Well, maybe in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But did I make a mistake based upon some unethical lapse? Absolutely not. Federal prosecutors are also looking into how Hunter Biden reported money from business deals in China. Finally. Finally. We've got people looking into Hunter Biden and recognizing that the story was true all along. All along, the guy's involved in some shady you-know-what. And every time Joe Biden said, I had no idea what my son's business dealings, and that he did nothing wrong, it was a lie. Now, I, I, I will give him this. What else is a father supposed to say about his son who clearly is guilty of sin? What else possibly 
could be said. He's a father. He's going to do what he does. Don't look at me like that. You'd say the same for your kid and much more. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't mean that the kid still doesn't have serious, serious problems. Oh, the kid's got serious, serious problems. I'm just glad that it's now coming uh, to, to, to light. I, I shouldn't say that. It's always been to light. We've always known it. I'm, I am glad that these other news agencies are now talking about it. And the reason I'm glad is not because I think they're going to do anything about it. I believe if they can find an, another way, if they can find another way to um, to obfuscate and cover for him, they will. But right now, when ABC and even CNN are in, and Washington Post finally engaged in the story, it allows us to say, my God, they did lie when they didn't allow this story out, when you had so-called uh, experts like uh, James Clapper and, uh, and John Brennan, that commie, saying that this was just Russian disinformation. And it allows us, through these efforts, the opportunity to say, why are we trusting them? And that offers a unique conversation. Now, when they now figure out how they're going to work their cover stories again, of course, that's going to fall away for some people. But if you are able to share this enough right now, you'll grab one or two people who will say, yeah, that was, man, they really did cover this story up. They really did work to get Joe Biden elected by preventing honest conversation from happening with the American people. Now, we we don't even have to talk about was an election stolen. Look at what the press did to try and put their thumb on the scale and succeeded in putting their thumb on the scale in an election. Man, you can't trust what you read in the New York Times anymore. That would be a huge victory. I get it. I know how they're going to spin. You know they're going to work it. Of course we do. Or at least that they will work it, even though we haven't figured out yet how they're going to work it. We know that. But utilize this opportunity now to just grab one more person to the recognition that the so-called experts, the so-called good guys, aren't so good. And maybe the people they're calling evil aren't the evil ones. Just grab one. And we're in better shape than we were yesterday. I'm a believer in incrementalism, people. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. When I heard this from Dana Perino, I said, this is flat out the best take I have heard in maybe forever, which is saying something. Okay, that might be a, that might be a touch, perhaps a scotch hyperbolic. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's so good to be with you. So I, I share with you now this, this piece because she's engaged in a, a, just a, a fantastic, fantastic conversation. The conversation is regarding 
how it is that the White House was able to um what's the word I'm looking for? How they were able to say, well, that's not what Joe Biden meant. There he is in Europe. He's in Europe and he has gaff after gaff after gaff after gaff. He is terrible in Europe. They don't like to say it, but it is 150% true. It is absolutely positively true. He was a mess. He failed on multiple fronts multiple times. And if we want to even think that there's another way to look at it, you're out of your head. Fakakta crazy. You're just a fool. He failed epically. Well, one of the things he said was just as radical as the day is long. It was this. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. That is a call for regime change. Doesn't matter how you want to say it. It doesn't matter how you want to look at it. It is what it is, what it is. And if that somehow didn't convince you that he was calling for for regime change, how about we hear it a little bit more in context? We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom, and may God... Does that change what he said when you hear it a little bit more in context? It was clear that it was a call for regime change. And, of course, he tries to tell you and the administration tries to tell you, no, 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 nobody was calling for regime change. That's absolutely not uh, what it is. It, it never, ever, ever, ever happened. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple of days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You, 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 that's not the conversation. You did these things. They're not deniable. Enter Dana Perino. Dana Perino, Fox News. Dana Perino does the show 9 to 11 uh, with Bill Hemmer. I like Hemmer a lot. Dana's always been very lovely to me. And I appreciate it quite a bit. And Dana, um, I, I, I don't think I'd be speaking out of school if I, would, if I said my take is she was never a big Trump fan. I don't know how she voted or anything like that. How would I, how would I know? But like I, I think that just in terms of the, the, the attitude or the attitude of the administration was not to her liking. That was always my take. Policy-wise, she may have been fine with things. I, I, don't, I don't know. Just style-wise, I don't think it was uh, what she liked. And certainly one could argue that the, the Trump administration had a very different style than the Bush administration where, where she served as press secretary. 
But there she is on Fox Business talking to Larry Kudlow. Now, Larry Kudlow, the financial guy, uh, was CNBC and then uh, went with Trump and now is on, on Fox Business. Um, they're having a conversation about these uh, walkbacks. And Dana Perino comes out with a take. Now, this comes from two places, as I see it. First, being a White House press secretary, she has an experience that very few people have. And so I think that she has some inside knowledge about the inner workings of a White House that are helpful here. And number two, I know it's, it's radio. You can't see the video. Uh, I'm going to make Sarah post this. Post this on, on, on Rumble with, with, with my commentary, uh, if you would. Just write out part of it. I think this is the most important, the most valuable um, bit of, of commentary given thus far. It is the intensity with which Dana Perino gives this as if she takes it as a personal affront. And I wanted you to hear it. And I want to break it down. Listen to this. It was from the heart, and the White House took less than 10 minutes to get walkbacks <laughs> to reporters. Seriously, there's, a, uh, there's White House reporters that had walked the walkback from five different aides within 10 minutes. You've worked at a White House. Do you think that the communications team was able to go to the president after his speech in Poland and say, Mr. President, you just said these nine words. Did you mean to say those? Mm-hmm. And if he says, yes, I did, then you deal with it. I don't think they asked him. So now wow. he's in this position Even where we worse. have weakened the president on the world stage, and maybe he shouldn't have said what he said. But then he said, but then I think they go a step further when they say he's speaking in his personal capacity. That is ridiculous. This is hold it right there. I'm going to get to the rest in a second. Dana Perino is all of two and a half feet tall. You've seen her. She she is a petite woman. Uh, five one, maybe. She is leaning in. Her eyes are locked. I sw- there is a part of me that watches this is like she could start screaming at any moment because she nails it. They, the administration team, did the walk back. Biden did not. They, the administration team, knew the second they heard it was a mistake, they walked it back. Biden wasn't even told it was being walked back. They didn't check. And even Kudlow is like, oh, so it's worse. You can see it. You can hear it. He had not considered the thing. Dana Perino has offered a look at the walkbacks that nobody else, I I believe, has offered. Which is, it was more than walking it back. It was the administration walking it back without the knowledge of, nor the approval of, the President of the United States. Who's in charge? I think this is absolutely stunning. And then, she goes into this very unique part two about this idea of personal capacity. Remember, Biden told us he was talking about the moral outrage he had towards Vladimir Putin, Dana Perino. Further, when they say he's speaking in his personal capacity, that is ridiculous. This is a speech on the world stage, the most important speech so far of Biden's in Poland, 
in on the world stage where everybody's watching the adversaries your allies your military your moms and dads and at the end you say this line and then the white house tries to say he was speaking in his personal capacity mm -hmm. do you remember when they said that about rochelle walensky of the cdc yes. when she yes. said that about the schools you, you're not allowed to do that when the backdrop says cdc and you're speaking in front of it that is not your personal capacity it is the best the best breakdown of what the Biden administration has done with these walkbacks that I have heard, and I doubt, I doubt I will hear one better. I'm sorry, that's freaking exceptional. And what makes it exceptional, the reason why it's so good is that it was not political. She didn't say Biden's a jerk face. She didn't say all oh, those progressives. Not a once. Not an ounce. She cuts to the core of what happened. And regardless of your political ideology, it remains as a worthy argument. Not only worthy, complete. You know how hard it is to have a complete argument? It's difficult. She's got it. She's got it so good then I'm only embarrassed I didn't put it that well. I think I put it well. I didn't put it that well. Take a bow, Dana. Hot damn. It's incredible. But you gotta, uh, you, you gotta see it. You gotta, you gotta see it because she, she is. She's got this little bit of lean in. The eyes are locked and she seems, to my view... It's just an outsider looking in like you would. You watch the video. We will put it on. Uh, we'll put it up on, on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. We will, we will get it up there and we'll put it on the Facebook page, Tony Katz Radio. She looks incredulous. She looks incredulous as if to say, and this is me reading into it, this is not how an administration acts. You aren't moving without the president. You aren't speaking bad of the president you're not back talking the president you're not back channeling the president it's the freaking president and that's where i think she's incredulous she can't believe it actually happened that it's it's uh to me uh the the, the best take that's out there and i wanted to share it uh with you now there is something else out there right now and you'll note that i am not sharing it and this is audio of Chris Rock doing his first show after the slap. Of course, it was Will Smith not happy with a joke uh, that that he told about, uh, Chris Rock told about uh, Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, although that's not true either. That's not true either. There is now video out of Jada Pinkett Smith when the slap happened, and she's kind of laughing at Chris Rock saying that uh, Will Smith just slapped the blank out of me. The whole thing is weird as can be. Just like uh, the 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 slap is ridiculous because Will Smith was laughing at the joke when Chris Rock said, uh, Jada, Jada, you look great. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it because she's got a bald head. She has alopecia, uh, has, a, has a bald head. So I did it. So what happened is, is that Will Smith is laughing, looks over at his wife. She's angry as can be. He's like, I got to stand up for her, overcompensates, walks up there, slaps him in the face, and then screams, get my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. Twice. He does this. Thinking that he's righteous. 
but you can't be righteous. It's Jada Pinkett Smith who comes across as a comes across very Meghan Markle at that at that moment. <laughs> just just not likable. Uh, Meghan Markle was better on Suits than she is uh, uh, next next to Harry. Uh, so so very very unlikable. And the video is strange as can be. So Chris Rock now on tour. He's got he's got a, a series of shows he's doing. And he shows up in Boston. Somebody in the crowd is recording it and posts the video. I will not share it. And the reason that I won't share it is that if you want to know what Chris Rock says, he'll put out something on social media or buy a damn ticket. Don't steal from the man. He already got slapped in the face. Now you're going to steal from him? That's that's wrong. I, I was like, I won't do it. I know the video's out there. I'm not interested. I don't, I, I'm, I'm staying away. I mean, I've, I've, I've read what people have said about it. I'm not. Not sharing it. Don't steal the man's content. That's messed up. Maybe not as messed up as, as Wanda Sykes. Who was talking, I, I got to share that. I will share with you this the, the Oscars host... And what she said on uh, the Ellen Show. Some cowardly, cowardly things going on out there from people who are claiming to have such strong points of view. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. by people who were boycotting them because they wouldn't take action and get loud about the Don't Say Gay bill. And then they it's had a, the an employee walk out. Hold it. Hold it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Disney finally realized this isn't good for business. Our employees are walking out and our customers are boycotting us. Therefore, we're just going to go with the business model that works. And that is our customers are always right. Everyone. That's what they say. Everyone. And they say dreamers of all ages. I don't feel excluded at all by being called a dreamer of all age. And it's ridiculous to think that you're excluded by being called everyone, Tony. Well, okay, so to, you know, Tony mentioned uh, mentioned this, obviously, bill okay, that has become I'm a law. Okay, I'm sorry, Tony. Florida bill, HB 1557. Everybody's been calling it the don't say gay bill. You know exactly what we're talking about. So if you want to fight semantics, we could do that all day, but it's boring. I just don't believe Let's in lying, that's chase. all. I just don't believe in lying. Oh, God. Okay, so I it's a lie. Okay all right. Other people yes, and it, it is indeed a lie. Thank you, Ashley Banfield. What a weird day yesterday. I was on News Nation. And uh, they they've moved some of the, uh, of the of their scheduling around. And Joe Donlin, who used to be uh, uh, their their five p.m. guy, yeah, uh, he yeah it was six p.m. Uh, he 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 left. And so they've extended the show rush hour. And lovely people, I, I like everyone at News Nation. They've been good to me. And they're like, we want you on this panel. But the panel is Ashley Banfield, who works there, and and a lawyer whose name I, I forget her name, and Mark Lamont Hill, who is. This is a guy who got fired from CNN, a guy who chants from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, which is a call to genocide. You've never met a leftist uh, who wasn't uh, more leftist than, than Mark Lamont Hill. But they kept referring to the Florida legislation because we were talking about Disney and the wokeness 
in the changes they've made uh, and, and the not-so-secret gay agenda, which is the weirdest thing ever, but they're the ones who said it. And they kept saying it, calling it the don't say gay bill. I'm like, it doesn't say that anywhere in the legislation. And they yelled at me for not going along with their lies. They yelled at me for not buying into their lies. Ashley Banfield yelling. It was nuts. Oh, I will get I will get that up soon. You got you gotta see it all. I know how Megan McCain feels now. Man, she did that every day. Hooey. Well, I guess if the check is big enough. I mean, if you're just going in just to have fun and knock some heads, all right. Or maybe just grab that one person in the audience who wants rational thought. Meanwhile, what has Disney done? I've got that story coming up. Keep it here. Don't move. This is Tony Katz today.